The fact it didn't work, the fact it didn't work means that I'm on you're at least... on point tonight. Yes, I'm ready for every a checkpoint. Ah, ah, no, it doesn't work. Welcome, friends. Last guy here, and it's time for us to have basically a podcast with Steve from Checkpoint. Hello. What's As going on? He doesn't have a cam. Yeah. He doesn't have a cam because he's a monster. Yeah, I'm. I'm Paul. And. You'll have, the, oh. You'll have to supply oh, me with monster. one next time. <laughs> now I'm the monster with the gentrification of YouTubers <laughs> with cameras. Okay. Okay. My bad. Well my bad done. Here. So we've never had him on. So introductories of he's a YouTuber like me. I don't. Do you do Twitch? Uh, yeah, I actually did a stream today, but I don't do it very often at all. Oh, okay. It's just when I get a spare Thanks. minute, really. Okay, so there you go, and he does the things that he does. Now, I know you're doing something sp uh, different, but we'll talk about that in a second. Mm -hmm. So, how long have you done YouTube? Oh, man. Uh, wow, I've been through multiple channels over the years. Um, I think this is like my third one, I think. Oh. Um, I started, I don't even know what year it was, but I was very young. Um, and it was during that whole, like, Minecraft Call of Duty phase, where everyone just wanted to show what they can do, like, in-game and stuff. Uh, and that was, I, I, as I said, I don't remember the exact date, but that was when I first started ma making content. And then I think this channel is the one where I've really taken it seriously. You know what I mean? This is the one where I've really kind of knuckled down and tried to make it work, so... This is like my first proper serious crack, I guess. Uh, this channel's been going on for about three years now, I'd say. Oh, yeah. So uh, it's it's in the middle of it, I think, in 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 the fumble in the middle somewhere. Um, just to give a little background, if uh, I can expand for a second, it started out as like a um, a duo channel between myself and uh, a friend. Uh, since then. Uh, he kind of doesn't have uh, time to make uh, videos anymore, so we kind of Ooh. parted ways. I kept the channel, and here we are. So yeah, that's uh, okay. that's that's so a shortened history of the checkpoint right there. So you were check and point, okay? <laughs> that's a, that's a good idea. If I if I could go back in time, I'd I totally recommend that. Oh dear, I'm check and I'm point, and we are. <laughs> that's okay. genius. I'm gonna get into contact with him now. <laughs> Oh dear! <laughs> and this is how he. And this is how your channel explodes right there. <laughs> this goes nuts. Um. So it was gonna be the next was usually like how'd you get started, but I think you kind of said that kind of. Yeah, yeah. Basically, I um, I don't know. I was just kind of. I I didn't know anything about like how to grow on YouTube or anything. It was more just trying to make funny things and stupid things on the internet, and it didn't go well. But now. You know, I'm 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 kind of a little bit more focused. I'd like to think. So yeah, it's uh okay. It's going. It's going. I'm not gonna say it's going all right, but it's going. It, we're in the middle of the adpocalypse, and other things happen with YouTube, and yeah, lots yeah. of lots of bad things, which is why you're seeing a big Twitch push from a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I feel like YouTube and Twitch have different audiences and different things that they're worth having. Yeah. We had this conversation a while back, but um the way I see it is YouTube is a place to put more thought pieces and things that people can watch whenever they want. Mm. And Twitch is more live and more connected. So if you want to engage with your community actively, I think Twitch is for that. If oh, you yeah. want to engage with them passively, YouTube's for that, I feel. 
Uh, absolutely. And another thing you've got to take into regard with um with Twitch is that when you're streaming on Twitch, you've got to be a hundred percent all the way throughout that stream. But on YouTube, if something goes wrong, pause the recording, take a step back, start again. The you know, it's obviously it's a bit you've got to be a bit more, I think, active and energetic to make it all the way through a Twitch stream while keeping that audience. Um so it, yeah. that's that's kind of why I enjoy the um the safety of YouTube. I mean, it's not really safe at the minute, but <laughs> <laughs> very unstable. That's probably a bad word, but it's. I, yeah. That's probably why I feel more comfortable on YouTube than than Twitch. I'd say. Yeah, each each are different beasts of uh, art, artist artistry and perfection. Yeah, because you can make a really nice polished thing on YouTube, while Twitch you, you can't, and it's also yeah you have to be there in the moment. Yeah, while on YouTube you can take your time with it. Like, they both have their advantages. Anyone who's exclusively one or the other, that's fine. But if you're in it in, like, a, one's terrible because of this or that or other, like, no, each have advantages that are worthwhile for people. Yeah, absolutely. Depending on what they're doing. Like, if you just want to sit down and play as a person, then Twitch, you're kind of fine just doing it that. Although you can, of course, save them and put them up on YouTube, which is kind of how we do our LPs. But if you want to have thought, if you want to have thoughtful discussions... Yeah. And thought pieces. You can't you can have discussions, but you can't really put that up on Twitch as something that will stand there and stay there. Like, I'm not gonna watch the gym position on Twitch. That's not gonna work out. Right, yeah, sure. Uh, so there are advantages to each. And yeah, I, I I like them both for what they can do. As I said, you can take your time more with YouTube and kind of decide like which way you're gonna go about it, rather than Twitch where you have to be like reacting to everything that's happening in the game as it happens, or else Someone's going to get a Twitch highlight of you just messing up, and that's it. You're over. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. I'm, there's something I think worth considering is if you have enough of a community, if you could get them to... I just thought of this right now. is If the community Twitch highlights enough of them, you can, you can extract those and make a compilation of the highlights that your viewers liked and put them on YouTube. It might be an interesting thing to do. Yeah. I'll try yeah. that now. I just thought of that. <laughs> no, I'm taking that. <laughs> that's another idea. I'm taking <laughs> <laughs> like, essentially, it kind of helps you out if, let's say, PUBG. PUBG is extremely, extremely popular. Yeah. 1.34 million yeah, ridiculous. peak players on Steam. Like, I really enjoy PUBG. I cannot believe it's that popular. I just... Especially because it's not exactly finished. Yeah, it's not It's not it's very still, polished. But yeah, it's that not kind polished, of adds to the it's charm. broken. Yeah. I a lot of those sort of games kind of um, add to the charm there. Like, you, you mm -hmm. see on YouTube all the time, and I imagine Twitch, like, these glitchy messes, but that just provide just so many, like, funny moments and stuff like that, especially multiplayer games. So yeah, let's see. Like... Seems like at the minute, the, the more glitchier, the more kind of, not really messed up, but, like, that, that slight hint of brokenness to them, those seem to do really well. Like, uh, the battle simulators are always glitchy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, all that sort of stuff is what's really getting people going at the minute, so... I, I guess... love the battle simulator. Yeah. Because it's essentially, like, you're just bashing toys together, but on a million scale. Yeah, it's like a hypothetical. It's like, who would win in a fight, and then you actually put them against each other and see, huh, who'd have thought yeah. that a T-Rex could rip apart a penguin so easily? <laughs> yeah, I, I spent a couple hours watching those. I was like, oh my god. 
Like yeah. if you if you've not seen this, like I think there's like one or two battle simulators because there's this being a bunch. There's like an older one. Oh, there's a bunch of them. Okay, yeah. I've only seen two, and they're probably actually a bunch of games about it. But they're actually yeah, I, I actually I, thought there is two. And one guy had uh like a million Spartans versus like thirty thousand Jedi. Yeah, yeah. And the Jedi just killed them all. But seeing it all on screen, all essentially. Your frame rate just dies because there's too many particle effects on screen from that, but yeah, just seeing things just get destroyed because it's just a sea of red slowly getting devoured back out by Jedi. Well, I think one of the more um, bigger ones is called Ultimate Epic Battle Simulator, and yeah. I think I read that that one uses kind of the same technology they used in the Lord of the Rings movies, you know, for the big battles, and they've kind oh. of like taken that technology and put it into a game. But yeah, you do need a beefy computer for that, or else you know it's just going to explode while you're recording. So that's probably not good. Those are those are silly videos. Interesting, but it got boring quick. Yeah, it's there's potential there to just like oh this will be fun to look at, but it's also potential to be really boring. Yeah, especially when you're recording because you're like basically you set you them all up. There. You press play and then you're like right, ah, uh, let's see how this plays out, and you just <laughs> yeah. There is a way to, like, I think, like, control them. Like, you click on them, you can control them, but still, like, now you've got to go against, like, 10,000 enemies, and you've kind of Ooh. done it to yourself, so, yeah. When I first saw it, I was like, uh, I was, just made me think of Mountain Blade series. Right. Well, I don't know if you've ever played Mountain Blade. Uh, I have not. Uh, I have not. In Mountain Blade's pretty good, and in it, you can do uh, just a versus mode in there. You right. just have, I think, like, up to 50 or 100 no, 200 troops, actually, on both sides. Oh, man. And you're actively playing in the game as well. Yeah. So you can have just massive things fighting, and you're in it as well, and you're fighting in it. It's just really fun. So do you get do you get to choose how many you go against, or is it like a set amount? Yeah, you get to choose how many and, and which types and everything. Right. So it's right. pretty fun. Right. And I'm just thinking that, like, if you could do a battle simulator and play in it, that'd be very interesting. Yeah. Because who wouldn't want to be just playing a Jedi, just cutting through a bajillion Spartans? That'd be hilarious. Yeah, I mean, it's been a long long time since I've um, played it, but I imagine it'd be something like Dynasty Warriors, where there's just oh, waves yeah. upon waves of enemies, and you just kind of swing your big sword around and do all these spin attacks, and they all go flying in the air and stuff. I imagine it'd be something like that, but... I'd... I want, and it hasn't, it hasn't been made, and I wish it was is if they freaking made a Godzilla where you are taking on a town. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's just tanks and other things trying to bug you, but you're just you're just wrecking buildings, you're throwing buildings, you're throwing tanks at other tanks. You're... Just completely destructible environments, that'd be so good. Yeah. I really want that. The last good Godzilla for me was back on the N64, because that's the last Godzilla I played. And you could play all the other monsters from Godzilla, and you could—it was just they're fighting each other, but they're also wrecking buildings at each other. Yeah, and then well, I, I know the I newest one. I can't say I've ever played a Godzilla game, but <laughs> sounds fun. Like, I like games that because okay, so games for the most part, they they give us a lot of things. This is why games are so awesome. They give us whatever fantasy we want. In some ways, mm -hmm. if uh, there's a lot of power fantasy, a lot of power fantasy. Yeah. For sure, and then you got simulators for other things. You've got for the people who want like love stories, you got visual novels and stuff like that. If you want drama, I guess that as well. But if you want action, you want power fantasy. There's a ton of that. Mm -hmm. But I want the power fantasy of Godzilla, just a giant <laughs> beast, just wrecking. 
You want, and what gave me a little bit of that? You don't just want like a, a puny foot soldier. <laughs> you want to be the monster among men. You want to yes. be a Godzilla. You want to, you know, king yeah. of all monsters. Yeah, yeah. And what helped with that is now we're doing a plug. Uh, at Omega. Yeah. Yes. That gave me some of that feeling when we were playing it. That game comes off uh, embargo when we when this comes out. So we we both played it. We played it with me, you, Fraz, Killer, and Incursus. Yep, is the name. Yeah. And so I don't know when all of us are releasing it. Probably day of release. Yeah, yeah. But um, what I liked about the game is they did a pretty good job of you feel like a hulking beast when you got to the bigger form. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gorilla form superior. I felt like this giant thing. You're moving really. Slow. I felt like a big mech. It's yeah. a really nice feeling. That's. I that's what I like is how, having played mech warrior games. I don't know if you ever played those. Nope, can't say I have. It, there's something really fun about feeling like you're in a giant rig and it just moves slow. Yeah. And you just blow things up. It's such a fun feeling, and Ed Omega does that pretty well. Yeah, especially when you're like the smaller little forms and you can like <laughs> kind of like snake between all the little tunnels but when yeah. you're like a giant beast thing you, you don't really like care because you can cover so much ground and like obviously you have the t disadvantage of not being able to like get under all those little nooks and crannies but you don't care because you can just laser anyone that comes out of the tunnels it's just god it was such a good feeling <laughs> it was great yeah it i i'm really i think i'm worried about the bouncing curve to that game because uh when you're big you're just kind of dominating and when people there's enough small people they just can't do anything to overcome the big right one problem with the game yeah like it was fun because once the big people hit omega then they reset so they get the small mode but it just feels like once enough people are at the big you just can't catch up it just really feels a bit frustrating yeah, it's more a case of like avoiding that specific area of the map and yeah trying to look elsewhere for the most part but i still had fun with it i thought it was very fun it was fun. I think we had a lot of fun with it. We played for like an hour plus. It was really fun. Mm -hmm. I just worry about longevity. Like, I think for every game, I always worry about longevity. I feel like little bits, games can be very fun in the first hour or two. If they're not fun the first hour or two and you got to wait for it for later, that's a harder sell. But if they're really fun at the start, that's great. Yeah. But it's then the longevity. Like, how much longer is this game going to last? How? It's about how how fun is the novelty versus how fun is the loop, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not sure, sure really how they could expand on it from there. I guess more maps, more power-ups and stuff. Um, mm. I, could, I don't really see how they can go past like that form, you know, the, the ultimate form, the Omega. Because yeah. once, once you get that, you're pretty much like unstoppable. So I don't know if they could make more forms past that part. Maybe they'll, they'll have like interchangeable forms, like you can choose what you want in place Ooh. of the Omega or something. I don't know, but... Um, for the time we played that, a lot of fun. I'd highly recommend yeah. it. It would be interesting if you had other forms you could do, like uh, loadout forms. Would be curious. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that'd be interesting. And tying this back to PUBG, uh, PUBG has that fun gameplay loop, and it has an interesting novelty to it that hasn't worn thin. Yeah. I, I am getting a, it, the game eventually does get stale. It's getting a bit stale for me. PUBG is getting a bit stale. It's still yeah. fun, but it's getting a bit stale um, because it is the same thing over and over again. Right. A any game's going to have that. It's just when that hits for you, because if you really like a game, you can spend a thousand hours before it hits staleness. Because I have played every single Dynasty Warriors game. <laughs> All of them. 
And that is a game that should get stale very fast, but yeah, it does yeah. not for some reason. Because all you're doing are just mowing people down with different characters. That's all you're doing. But it's still fun, and I think it's just because it does very well, the power fantasy of just mowing things down. And also because the characters are very colorful in that game. Yeah. Like, I, every character is their own character. Um, In PUBG as well, there's a very, like, there's a point where it gets very slur. Like, at the start, everyone's rushing to get all the weapons. You might yeah. see one or two people at the start, but then that middle part where you just kind of like, should mm. I go for that building? Should I keep driving? You know, it, it gets a bit slow at that part. So I think that's why you don't get the same, um, well, what, why, why it gets a bit stale is because of that whole slog in the middle part. Mm. And then once you get to like, maybe like rank 20 or 30 or something, you're like, ah, oh, okay, now we're getting somewhere. Do you know what I mean? So there's a big, yeah. a big slump in the middle there, but... I don't know. I kind of like to play PUBG in phases, um, essentially. I'll, I'll stop playing it for like a week or so, and then I'll come back and I'm like, ah, let's try this again. I think that's the right way to do it. Like, I don't... There's ways to make it more interesting. Yeah. I think if you have viewer challenges, you can make it more fun. Like, you're just like, you have to go to this location, or you have to use this weapon, or you have... Like, making giving yourself constraints to make it more interesting. Right. I'm like, if I get a car, I'm required to run somebody the hell over. That is the rule. <laughs> Someone's getting run over if I can help it. Well, there are like custom games you can make, aren't they? I've seen, oh, yeah. um, I've seen stuff like the uh, the zombie mode, and I've seen demolition derbies and and stuff like that. Just it's, uh, I don't have time to do any of that. There, I just want to, mm -hmm. you know, try kill as yeah. many people as I can. Usually one, maybe two. Like there's, <laughs> yeah, there's ways to make it more interesting for sure. So it does have longevity. It's 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 a solid game. It really is. It's just still weird. It's got a bajillion people playing it. I just... And watching it. And watching it. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's, it's just figuring it out is so weird because it, it's fun. It's it's immersion gameplay is a way because it's just always different every time. Yeah. The map's the same, but things do spawn differently there. Yeah, it relies a lot on um on like the, the weapon drops and stuff. You can go from like a terrible game to a really bad game with like one building loot. You know what I mean? You can yeah. like enter a building and find, like, a sniper rifle and some assault rifles and loads of meds, and then you're like, ah, I'm set. But on other games, you're like, ah, oh, crap, I'm 20 minutes in, I only have a pan. What am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, so there's always that, that, um, yeah, there's always that randomness to it, which I guess keeps people watching a little. Yeah, like, there's the run where we recorded, where we landed at a place, <laughs> and we ended up with, like, those other people at the same time. Well, where I died, like, 20 yeah. seconds in. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that one, where I get a scythe and I kill that entire team. <laughs> that entire and, like, squad, yeah. Yeah, just reaped them all. Yeah. I, I silly, mean, and as, then... I, as we said, I think part of that is just how glitchy it is in places. That's why it's so entertaining at points. It's like the fact you can kill an entire squad with like just a scythe is just like... <laughs> yeah. Just ridiculous. It's... There's, it's, there's a lot of fun to it, and it, the glitchiness to it can really add to it. Yeah. Uh, then there's just the videos that you see of things that happen, where there's the guy who, he he's on the motorcycle, he goes off a hill, and he rolls the bike a few times, doesn't get killed rolling the bike, mm, somehow lands, <laughs> and then a car from the side T-bones him, he's dead. It's like, oh my god! Just whacks him off the screen, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, yeah, just imagine how that driver feels. They're just yeah. driving, and then this motorcycle just out of nowhere shows up, and right in front of you, and boom! Yeah, well, and like, I, that's just great. I was playing today, and I was playing with um, headphones in, 
and I had them the wrong way around. So like my left was on the right and my right was on the left. I was like, oh God, I hear a car to my right. So I was like, posted up looking that way. I was like, I don't, I don't see it. And then just from the other side, I just get ran over. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just like, ah, oh, great. But yeah. Uh, it's a funny feeling if you're driving just in the grass and you ran someone over. Oop, what? <laughs> Wait, what? There was someone there? Put in reverse, oh. go back and check. Yeah. <laughs> Just when you're in cars, though, when you're in vehicles, you just feel so, like, out in the open, or, like, something bad's going to yeah. happen immediately. Like, you're either going to roll the car, the car's going to explode for no reason. It's just, yeah, I think, I think they need to kind of take a look at those vehicle mechanics a bit and kind of they're, tweak they're them, maybe. They're a bit wonky. Uh, yeah. I, had yeah. a run, I had a run with Jinx where we're in the, 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 the smaller car. Mm-hmm. And a jeep's chasing us, and they're shooting at us, and we're just zigzagging <laughs> to get away from them. And then we go off a hill, and we just land perfectly. They flipped and landed <laughs> on the head, and they both died. <laughs> and we just turned around and took their stuff, and just laughing like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, because I'm like, "Wow, that." There's jeep just jumps. so many random things that happen, and you just like, "Wow!" Like today, I was um, I think it was on actually caught on stream um. It was it was really early on, and I landed uh, at a group of buildings. And in the distance, I see this guy running, and he doesn't have a weapon out. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, look at this, guys. We're going to have a fist fight in the middle of the street. So we're both running towards each other. I'm like, here we go. This is going to be great. Last second, he pulls a shotgun off his back and just blasts me. And one shot one kills me. And I'm like, ah, oh, never mind. Ooh. It's just, yeah, it's very situational, that game. You never know what's going to happen. I think that's yeah. probably why it's kept its longevity for sir. Yeah. Well, it's not been out that long, but... Yeah, this is why it's so popular, I feel, is because the randomness can do to it. And it's, I don't know, I feel like it, it and that's what makes it weird, is it still gets stale, because I guess a game eventually gets stale. Yeah. Uh, where I just, I don't, I think it might be the lull, that lull in the middle might be part of the problem, which yeah. you can't do anything about, because that's how it is. I have, I have gotten second and third place at least a couple dozen times. Yeah, same here, same here. And it's like, God, get, get the first! It's I just that I the one kill that matters is the one at the end, and yeah. I can't quite get it. It's just... I've, I've gotten to second with no kills. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm just gonna sneak, I'm gonna... I wanna kill everyone, but I know if I the second I do, I'm gonna get killed. And like, I'll get the second. Okay, they this guy picked him off. Okay, I just gotta get this guy. Oh, he got the headshot. Son of a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it's a fun game, and it's always like when you see the airdrops, like don't, don't go, don't go there, <laughs> don't, don't, don't ever yeah. go, don't go I, well, there. I don't think I've gone for it at all, apart from that one time you and I were playing, and there was like two. Oh, months. when we died, <laughs> and, you, and everyone was like, "Yep, yeah, Steve, you go for that one." I was like, "All right, yeah, Steve, <laughs> go for the other one." Okay, shot immediately. Yeah, yeah. So that's and why I'm staying away from them. I think something that will potentially make the game. I, I want to say better and worse is when they finally put in a freaking shooting range. Yes. Yeah. Because Just people will finally know how to aim. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll see better gameplay because people actually learn how to aim, but we'll see people die more. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. But I, I guess we just hit on the head why it's still so popular because it's like, there's a lot that works out with that game and also just silly things. And it's fun. Yeah, definitely fun. It's broken to a point where it's still playable, but that that bit of brokenness is like the fun part for for people yeah. watching. So yes, it's doing well. The store can go f itself, though. Oh my god! <laughs> um, yeah, how many pairs of like camo pants do you have? Because I have yeah, like billions of baseball caps and 
vests and stuff that I just can't get rid of. Well, I think you can. I think you can sell them. Yeah. How much more money you want, PUBG? How much more? Because it's like 400 bucks for a pantsuit? Are you kidding me? Yeah, well, I think PUBG's got a bit of a um, a bot problem at the minute, as far as I've read. Oh. Like, like um, AFK bots basically spawn in. Obviously, they're going to die outside the play zone. But um, for every game you play, you get so many points. So basically, if you run a bot that just plays the game repeatedly, you're going to get those points up, and then you can just buy what you want, essentially. Just... Have as many loot many boxes you, as you want. Um, I'm going to say. What do you get, though? Because you don't get a lot. Like, even if you win, you don't get a lot. Oh, okay. Even if. Okay. I've never won, so I can't say that. Even if you get, like, <laughs> second, you only get a, a bit. Like, holy crap. Yeah. And let me, let me just check. And there's, they get expensive. Like, the first one is only this much, and then the second one's already, like, double the price. And you, then... you get about 50 to 70 for dying um, hmm. in the player zone. So even if you don't kill anyone, 50 to 70, and it's like. What is it for the first loot box of the week? It's like 700? Yeah. So, uh, obviously, you've got to do it a couple of times, but yeah. That still takes a while. Botting to... I don't an effective way to make money, I think. Better <laughs> off just going to Starbucks and getting an application. Just I don't... <laughs> no, if you're going to make money through playing you know, a, a video game, like, then either make YouTube yeah, videos or... You know, you're or... making money through not even playing it. Like... That's making money through just sitting your computer down, like thinking of yeah. electricity, internet cost, all these things. But how else are you going to get those fancy blue vintage baseball caps in game? Yeah, I, I'm i just trying to think logistically, because sometimes I think about it as like, spend all this time for this thing, you realize if you just had a job, which if all you're doing is slogging through AFKing, yeah. um, you probably might have more value just working at Starbucks. like. Mm. Um, being productive, doing yeah. things. Something like well, getting getting a venti for someone who's being productive because they're writing something. I guess I don't know because giving coffee. Nothing gets baristas. Nothing gets baristas. <laughs> it's all the baristas uh, out realizing. there. Mm. Nothing against y'all. You, you smile for eight hours a day or ten hours. That's that's hard. <laughs> that's very hard to do because that gets very tiring. You should all become you Twitch do- streamers. And, uh, <laughs> you gotta you can stay active so all the way Yeah. Maybe they're the ones built for it, but like you gotta you gotta deal with so many dumb people. Right. So many dumb people. Like I hate customer service so much. Uh-huh. I hate it so much. I've worked cons. I have worked oh, I've really? worked Comic Con and a couple other conventions, like oh, man, how was working that? as staff. Uh Comic Con is a cluster. Is cluster it? F. Like, holy crap, because it's a building that can only hold about uh, maybe 100,000, I think, or 50,000 people. Mm-hmm. And there are 500,000 people there. Oh, jeez. Like, Is it all shoulder I, to shoulder shuffling through? Yeah, then? I'm going over yeah. a little bit. Like, the, the fire marshal only allows so many inside. Right. It's the entire downtown area that's covered in half a million people. Two a million people. There's too many people down there. It is, it is a sea of people. A literal sea of people. Yeah. And... Uh, I worked line management. Oh god! Oh, oh. so you were in charge oh, of keeping it all together then, <laughs> making sure no one gets trampled. Essentially, yeah. I'm like, okay, keep the lines like this. Uh, you got to keep the uh, the doors from being covered because that's a fire hazard, so no one can get in front of doors. So you have yeah. to break up the lines in different spots. You got to figure out how you're going to delineate everything. It's like, do we have space to put people here? Put people here, and like. Depending on the weather, how hot it is, someone's going to get sunstroke, so you got to make sure no one gets sunstroke. 
my gosh. Um, you're hoping for a cool breeze. And if it rains, you got to worry about that. It's like, well, it's raining. What do we do? That's so how long was, stand out there how, anyway. How long did you have to stand there then and kind of make sure nobody um, was dying? Was it like uh, a, a long period? It's or an did all day you... thing. Is it? Comic-Con's all day. It's, do, it's do like, not do it in like, uh, do you not have like a router or something? Like someone swaps out for you? Oh, oh yeah, you can do that. Oh, but gosh. there's people who Thank are God. working the whole 16. There are people who Jeez. are working the whole 16 and maybe 17 or 18 hours. They're working the whole thing. Holy crap. And because they have halls that hold about 10, 20,000 people. I think yeah. each is 10, 20,000. And then 20, D20, or is it A20? Whatever 20 letter it is, it holds about 8,000 people. So it's just managing all these lines and all these things. And you have some uppity people and not so uppity people. Right. There's always those people that like think they should be further ahead than they are. You know what I mean? Like real snobby about it. Yeah. And then the most amazing thing was the, the man, the dude who was in charge of line management at Disney shows up, <laughs> walks up to me and he says, you guys suck. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, damn. I'm like, wow. Damn. I'm like, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> I'm so sorry. He's like, I was like, I've been doing this for decades. You guys are terrible. I like, there's so many things you could do better. I'm like, oh my hey, god. Could, could you make those suggestions, please? Like, no, I'm off right now. I was like, I know, but you're you're killing me. <laughs> like, you uh, you are wow. awful. This is terrible. I don't want to be here. My kids love this place, but I don't want to be here. Like, Holy I'm sorry, sir. I am God. so sorry. I'm sorry we don't do Fast Pass here. I, and he was the line manager of, of, of Disney. Yeah, Disneyland. Say. I'm like, damn. God. Like, this is the guy to come over and slap you. Like, hmm. <laughs> hmm. Like, it's like you're a chef and Ramsey shows up. He's like, <laughs> yeah. it's terrible. It's raw and it's overcooked <laughs> at the same time. What did you do? Oh, what God and Ramsey, our country's oh, pride and joy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Depending on if you watch the US or the BBC version of Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. I don't know uh, if you've seen the American version of Kitchen Nightmares and the and then your version of Kitchen Nightmares and compared them. Have you? Um, they show it a lot here, the US version. I, I, I think I've oh, seen wow. more US than I've seen um, British, to be honest. I'm surprised because, like, I've seen both because my dad watches both. Yeah. And, like, the US version is very much very aggressive Gordon Ramsay. He's so mad at everybody. Yeah. And then the British one is he's such a friendly fellow. So, <laughs> is he, he, he still gets mad. Like, <laughs> like, he still gets mad at times that they do something really dumb. But he's like, oh, don't worry. We can solve this problem. We can do this. We're going to, we're totally going to do this together. And, like, in a kitchen, I'm just like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, a lot of Kitchen Nightmares devolves down to something like Gordon Ramsay family helper <laughs> by the oh, end yeah, of it. That too. Not a lot of it ends up like, like actually, actually fixing the kitchen or you know helping no. the chefs. It just ends up like, you know, you two it's are amazing. made for each other. Come on, let's all get along and be a happy family. And like, thanks, Gordon. And then he leaves. Yeah. My favorite show I can't believe we're talking about Gordon Ramsay. My favorite <laughs> show with Gordon Ramsay. This is this is what this podcast is. It goes everywhere. <laughs> And that's why I like it so much. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll tie it back to games. He, Gordon Ramsay has a mobile soon. game that's not bad. But... Does he? <laughs> oh <laughs> yes. my god. Let me, let me it's, search this. It's a, it's a diner dash kind of game. Yeah. And at times you can tap Gordon and he just fixes everything. Because of course he does. Does he have a voiceover where he just swears at you? Yeah. I think it's a sound alike though. Who's just... Well, it's that, yeah, it says, um, they'll do ampersand and all that stuff with him. 
the age rating is 12, so I hope not. There's going to be some kid out there playing it, and then he's just going to be like, yeah, it was Shanna you know? He's like, everything's a donkey. Everything. <laughs> everything's uh, a donkey. Complete 60 brand new levels featuring the best Ooh. meats a Rhodes... What? A Rhodesia Churrascaria has to offer. What? What's that? I don't know what that is. What is this? No. I'm going to put this in the in the Discord here. <laughs> I'm going to see if you okay. can pronounce this, because this is... This is probably some fine cuisine or something. I'm clearly... Rodizio Chittiscaria. Okay, um... That's <laughs> a type set. of food. I'm gonna see what this is. Um, Rodizio Chittiscaria? I think it's a Brazilian restaurant. Yeah, an all-you-can-eat oh. style of restaurant service oh. in Brazilian restaurants. Oh, those are yummy. Oh, okay, I've been to one. It's like, you want food? Here's your food. He's like, yeah! Like, they just walk around with skewers and give you meat, and you just have them all the meat you want. And you just get full of meat, and there you go. This game kind of looks like, uh, have you played Overcooked? Uh, no, I've not played. I've seen it. Like, oh, yeah, it's, it's supposed to be something is, like that. It is brilliant. It's such a good game. I'm, I'm thinking Diner Dash when I look at it. Yeah. Which I think is the grand, the grandmother of them all, maybe. I don't know. See, we've looped this back to video games now. Yeah, there you go. Look how good we and, are. Yeah, yeah. One more aside about Gordon Ramsay. I've been to his <laughs> burger place in Vegas. It's amazing. Is it? I've, it, I've, yeah, I've never been to a Gordon Ramsay certified restaurant. It's it's good. It's really good. I really enjoyed it. I I need my my thing is I need to go to a place. Uh, I need to go to one because that's just a burger one, but just a general one, and get the shepherd's pie because that's a big deal apparently. Yeah. And so yeah, try that out. But yeah, his food's good. Good food. Uh, I'm, I'm just reading some reviews for this mobile game now. There's a lot of two stars <laughs> and, and one stars. Oh, oh. People oh shouting that it's all broken and stuff. I think oh, this game is the, the PUBG of mobile games. Is <laughs> what we're getting getting to here. Okay, let me get off oh this. Oh my god! I... Did you see? Uh, is it Player Unknowns? Gamers Unknown? Something? Something? Like it was a ripoff game? No. Like okay. Okay. It's on Steam. I will look this one up. <laughs> you gamers, this one. gamers unknown survival. Here we go. <laughs> gamers unknown survival. Oh my! This is on God. Steam. I'm gonna search this and as well. And it's a, it's an asset flip, unfortunately. And you have crafting in it, but it's essentially it's trying to just capitalize on PUBG. It's like what the hell? Oh what my the God! Hell? Like, yeah, it's games like this that give Unity a bad rap. Holy crap! It's like they've even stolen like the developer's like username, like in gamers unknown. Yeah. It's not even like a brand well, or something. It's literally, it's literally his like username, and <laughs> they've taken that as well. Oh man, yeah. it's it's silly. It's silly. There's just too many games. There's too many games. Um, yeah, a lot of reviews saying asset flips, but um, yeah, Fortnite and GTA have both added PUBG esque modes. I've seen. God. Damn it! I just I tried I... the Fortnite one. Uh huh. There is what a you think of video recording me, uh, a video recording of me on my computer, and by the end of it, I'm just like, right, this game is this game is crap. Let's let's stop this. I just shut everything yes. down. Yes. Uh, like, do you, do you ever do that? With... Uh, do you ever um... do that like during recordings? Do you ever just think like suddenly be like, nah, this game, this nah, no, nah, never All mind. All the time, you don't have <laughs> yeah. a choice in the matter. Like, like yeah. if you know it's going to be bad, you don't. Put it up. Like, like, yeah, like right you know, in the middle of it. There, you're just like, I can't keep I this up. I you don't do Takahashi it, but um, you don't put up bad content 
Yeah. I, I think someone out there can probably succeed from that, but I don't know who. <laughs> it's just if it's just terrible and you can tell it's terrible, you don't put it up and there are games that are just boring and that that's what happens with us because you know we do like key mailer and all that and yeah we get these games like okay no 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 to this game uh like i got sent a key for something really awful looking i'm not even (laughs) gonna say what is in case anyone's watching yeah yeah. Yeah. um, um there are yeah. some games where it's like they put in a lot of work, you, you assume, and it's just heartbreaking that it's just not very good. Mm. Uh, there, there are developers where they do like dev diaries, and you can read the, the, the dev diaries like, wow, they have a lot of heart and soul in this. They really care. Yeah. Wow, this game sucks completely. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Like, wow. there is a game or two that I'm, I'm following the dev diary. I'm like, I hope you just have that spark of billions because I've played your game. You gave me a copy, and it's bad. It's God. bad. I've given feedback, but I don't have constructive. I'm like, I'm like, I, I'm not entertained. And I don't know what to say to help out with that. But I'm like, not good. You really love your game. You really like it from your dev diary. I'm noticing that. You think so it's amazing. You're, in, you're into the, kind of like the first impression style videos. Have you ever like had a developer like say like, like give you backlash for your video if you've given it like a bad rating? Uh, I, okay, so the way it is is I will not. I will not do a a negative first impression. Right. At least for the most part, I don't do them. I've done a few, but I try not to because I'm like, uh, it doesn't really serve anybody. I don't think. Yeah. Um, Yeah. If I think if the only time I do negative first impressions is if it's a big game and it's to warn people off or if it's a game that was almost there and is like, here's why I feel negatively about it. I wish it was there, but it's not. And there's yeah. one game I've been tempted to do it, but I don't want to at the same time. I've met the developer. I like the developer. And this is what makes me just, I don't know, just too soft, maybe. Because I'm a softie. Right. Unless you piss me off. Uh, Tooth and Tail. Okay. That just came out. It's from the developer of Monaco, Pocket Watch Games. Method developer, one of the developers, really nice guy. Tooth and Tail is a brilliant game, very good RTS and everything. But mm-hmm. the problem is it relies on randomly generated maps. Right. Randomly generated maps in an RTS is a stupid idea. Yeah. Yeah, I see why you come from RTS that. is about mastery of the map and of your, your play style and of, of playing the game. And when a map is randomly generated, you're going to get screwed over by the map. Not just... Like, I'm fine with getting beat by an opponent who knows what the hell they're doing. I'm not fine by getting beat by the map. Sure. And Tooth and Tail does that. And the single player does the same thing where the the maps are generated. And a single player where the maps are randomly generated could be fun. But what it ends up doing is it just puts you in really dumb situations and gets you screwed over where you just restart. And you keep restarting until you get a good roll. Right, yeah. And that's not a good way to go about gameplay. So I feel like the maps should have been curated. They should not have been randomly generated. And yeah. because of that, I can't recommend the game. Especially in like strategy games where like so much relies yeah. on you having a situation and like knowing how to work around it rather than like yeah. it being based completely on luck, essentially. There's a reason why Smash Brothers Melee is still the esports game and not the later ones. There's a reason for that. Right. And it's because there's no randomness like tripping. Yeah. Oh, and there's a reason gosh. why they don't do <laughs> items and stuff like that. Like, tripping, 
I find that funny, but also infuriating when yeah. they added tripping. And there's a reason why Melee is still the number one, and, well, well, and not I, the other ones. I only played Smash Brothers Brawl, so I didn't really know mm. tripping was like wasn't a long-standing mechanic. Yeah. Um, okay, but yeah, I, I see. I see what you mean about the um, the randomness of it. You when in a competitive setting, you don't want randomness. You want skill and just being knowing your stuff. The only place where randomness is accepted, I think, is... Well, PUBG is all about that, and they, they do it kind of well, because everyone eventually can maybe find a good weapon to work with. Yeah. And Hearthstone. Hearthstone has a lot of RNG in it. It's about being smart about your RNG with Hearthstone, but yeah. there is quite a bit of RNG to it. Well, I guess, like, with um, PUBG especially, it's, it's only, a, like, kind of a loose part of the game. Like, you can still, like, do okay with, like, a, an SMG in that game but with like something like smash brothers you're relying on on your movement there and if you like trip up every so often you know that's a core part of the game that's that's a completely like player driven part of the game and if you keep like falling over randomly then uh obviously it's uh it's not very good so yeah that's not gonna go well for competitive is it completely random tripping or is it like when you do too many moves it's it's random i i believe it's completely random what was their thought process behind that why would they add something so like because they didn't want to be an esport was my understanding it was like they weren't for esports like uh sakura i believe was uh he was like no no, this is dumb, and so he put in tripping. That's so odd. That is, I believe, the prevailing theory from melee players is that that's what it is. If that's actually a, a statement, I'm saying theory right now because I can't remember if it's a statement or a theory as to why tripping was added. Is that in the um, newer ones as well? The ones for Wii U and... 3DS? I believe they took tripping out. I believe right. they took tripping out, but people are still onto melee. They don't want to move on. Yeah. Um... They still had both at Evo. They had Melee at Evo, and they had the newest Smash at Evo. Yeah. But Evo, um, I mean, Melee still has the bigger crowd, because, of course, that's that's how it is. Uh, you'll find people more willing to stick with something than move on. Yeah. And that might be how it is with Melee. And, like, one of the funniest memes was someone just bought the the new Smash... Like, all right, I got smashed. They threw it right in the trash and whipped out melee. He's like, yeah, still the best one right here. There you go. Where were we? Uh, uh, Gordon Ramsay, I think. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. kidding. Speaking the, of Nintendo. The uh, journey we, can... we make here. You, oh, you want to do that? Okay, let's talk yeah, about that. Yeah, we could segue it. That's, that's a good, tro- uh, good part of the video to uh, do it at, I guess. Yeah. Um, sir, you were thinking of buying a Switch. I'm yeah, prepared. Um, I'm excited. Like, I got to play it at Comic-Con. Yeah. And, like, the Joy-Con controllers. I talked about this with Killer, like, a month ago, where uh, when I was there, I was like, I just really wanted to see what the Switch is about and play it in. Yeah. Got to use the Joy-Con controllers, and they're they're kind of small and a little awkward. See, I have very small hands, which okay. is... Okay. Right. Yeah. Mal- um, so, it works I'm... for mice, and apparently you're a mouse. There's no <laughs> camera footage. There's no camera proof that you're not a mouse. I could just have really tiny hands. Yeah, I could be a mouse. <laughs> um... So I don't that find too much too much of an issue with them, um, but then again, I haven't really got a game that would require me to play them single. I've got Mario Kart, where you have to kind of hold them on the side, which can be a little bit annoying. But for that, I've got those. Do you know the little wrist strap things, which kind of extend them a little? Um, so I've got oh. those. Um, they come with the Switch. Um, but yeah, okay. I haven't really really got a uh, any games that I need to use them in single form in but 
yeah, I, I enjoy the Switch. It's it's a it's a good console. I'd say. I think they've done really well with it this year. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I saw something. Coming the heat. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw something saying it's outsold PS4 last month or something, which is a big deal. Huh. Um, because PS4 is like the big one at the minute when yeah. it comes to video games. So uh, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad uh... that they're doing well there. I think one of the um, it was some developer. They said like when Nintendo's doing well, it's good for the industry because they're the ones yeah, who do all the unique themselves. stuff. Yeah, they they do all the unique stuff and and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm happy because, with it. Because, let's not forget what the Wii did. The Wii blew things out of the water. The, yeah. Wii are, the Wii is the reason why Nintendo can screw up with the Wii U and still make another console. That's what the Wii... The Wii and then the 3DS. Those two combined. Yeah. So that, whatever it was before 3DS. Um, just Game Boy. Handheld. Yeah. Those two pillars are the reason why Nintendo could fail with the Wii U, which I don't even... I, I don't know if they failed or they just didn't make a big profit. Because it's... I don't remember the charts right now. I just don't uh, but think nobody I know has one. Like has has a Wii U. Um, I do, I do. Okay, but, well there's um... one then. <laughs> You're the like, one sad, they, sad it's person. Why they, it's why they wow. It's why they can blow it and yeah. still be around. Because if you look at the sales from the Wii itself, and you look at how big Nintendo is, it actually dwarfs the others. Right. Because of Wii, and also because of how strong their catalog is. Because at the end of the day, no one does first party first party like Nintendo. They always pull it out because of the, because yeah. of the first party. So so polished, so, so, such good games. When Odyssey hits, oh man! Oh my god, the numbers are going to be nuts. I don't. And not only that, next year, whatever that Pokemon game is, mm-hmm. when that hits, if it's if it's half of what everyone hopes it is, it will blow things out of the water even further. Yeah, Metroid Prime. Uh, too. I'm sure there's going to oh, be a little cult following behind that. Probably. Yeah. Um, Metroid is not is far from their best-selling franchise, mm-hmm. but it holds but a special place. they haven't nurtured it is the other problem. Like, they haven't really nurtured Metroid either. Like, yeah, they, they seem to be kind of like putting the feelers out a bit. They kind of did, what did they do? Was it Federation Force? Yeah, Federation Force. Uh, uh, I only got to play the soccer mode of that game right that that's all they offered at comic-con when i play i'm like well that's not enough for me to know if i want to pl- buy this yeah i don't think it reviewed very well i think they're just trying to kind of suss out what what the audience is for metroid because compared it's to weird. their other their other um franchises it's much more like adult than the other ones so. uh like they're able to cross the bridge of all ages i feel like mario any age mario yeah. can do any age mario's Kirby timeless can do any age Zelda. Uh, Yoshi can do an age. Zelda can do an age. Like, even kids can play Zelda, I feel. Breath of the Wild, maybe not as easy, but I think kids could, could play Breath of the Wild. Considering, like, Ocarina of the Time, I was, like, I don't know, like, a young teenager, and I was able to play that. Yeah. And then you had, like, um, A Link to the Past. I was maybe not even a teenager, like, some sort of young age. I was able to play that. So it was, like, Nintendo knows how to make games that are intuitive even for kids to play. Mm-hmm. Like, even with just motion controls, arms is pretty simple to understand. Right. I spent a lot of time because well, I was in lines and stuff. I was, I was playing a lot of stuff at Comic Con, and I was seeing the kids play like uh, one two switch. Mm-hmm. And like you could see, some kids didn't get in, some kids did get in. So like they, there is some intuitiveness that works on some that doesn't. And yeah. Nintendo's just able to do all ages very well. Samus, I would say, is maybe an older age thing because it's. It's a badass person just blowing up aliens. Yeah. 
It's very and it's dark also and complex moody. map understanding. Yeah, like you need to understand the maps, which is probably why I'm so bad at it. Yeah, like uh, Mario and Zelda, for the most part, are like you've got an objective, you go do that, and then you get to the next objective. But with Metroid, it's like you got to go left yeah. and right and up and down. They got to upgrade your suit, and then you've got to go back. You got to go back. Yeah. So I can I can definitely see why it's not got as of big of a younger audience as the other franchises. It's also because it just doesn't get uh, updated as often either, though. Like, we get a Zelda every couple of years. We It's been a long time since Samus has gotten a game. Yeah. Other M disappointed a lot of people. Other M wasn't even a first-party game. They had, I think it was Team Ninja or Ninja Theory? Something yeah. Ninja? Yeah, they did, um, yeah. yeah, they did Ninja Gaiden. They did Gaiden. Other M, yeah. and people <laughs> did not like Other M. <laughs> I actually they did had not. Other M for the, uh, for the Wii. Ooh. Yeah, it was... Uh, wow. It was interesting. Well, I, I liked it at the time, but that that was when I was like not super into quality of video games. If it was fun, I enjoyed it. And I, I, I had fun with it, I guess. But I can definitely see from like a, a hardcore fan's perspective why it'd be taken so poorly because it was just a weird amalgamation of side scrolling and first person shooting. You'd like have to stop to scan the area. And Samus Spurk, she was like real whiny or something. I don't know. Yeah, he, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. Well, Samus should have been freaking. Oh, uh, oh my god, I forgot her name all of a sudden. Alien, Sigourney uh, Weaver. What yeah. the hell's the name of the actress? Um, she should have been. Oh god. Oh god, what's she called? Ripley. What's the name of the character? Ripley. Yeah. yeah. Samus is a Ripley character. Yeah. Badass woman. That's what Samus is. Not this whiny chick. Got it. Not this. What the hell is going on here? It was like um, high school drama. And yeah, other and it was like, she's the girl that thumbs down when everyone else does thumbs up, because that's, that just shows that, <laughs> like, shut up! Shut up! Shut up! She's so edgy. Who the hell wrote that? <laughs> yeah. Who wrote that? Like, shut up! Oh my god. That's why I was so worried about um, Breath of the Wild with the, the voice acting, but it didn't really. It was. It, it, was, it, was, it was. Um. It was okay voice acting, but uh, like, I like how it was like, why is she British? Why is everyone so British? <laughs> it did. It didn't ruin the game like too bad yeah. at all. Really. Um, In fact, it's like it is my favorite game. Like Breath of the Wild. It, it once, I really com- once completed it, I was just like, yeah, that's that's my favorite game. I love it. Breath of the Wild's amazing. It's really good. Um, there's so much to it. It's a very fun game. I don't. I don't think I have enough valid complaints to not make it the 10 that it was. Like, Right. Uh, Jim Effing Sterling's son. The amount of hate he got for not giving it a 10. My <laughs> god. I think he gave it a 7? I can't remember. Oh. Um, it's a 10. I, like, because it is. it was an amazing game that did so much. Yeah. So many things. Like, it was just a very fun game. I was I was sucked in the whole time. I just kept wanting to play it. It took the open world genre, which is tried and tested by this point, and just blew it up even further. Yeah, I was like amazed. So much like freedom. Oh yeah. Um, playing this and then playing Near Automata right after. Yeah. I don't know if you played Near Automata. Near Automata is very smaller, much smaller open world map. Mm-hmm. But there are invisible walls everywhere. Right. And so after playing Zelda, it's like, why can't I go here? <laughs> why, can't, why can't I go there? Why, why can't I go to these places? I, what? What's going on? Nirvana is amazing, but after playing Breath of the Wild, I was like, well, it just makes me want 
this to be open world too. Just you just you get to see a really good open world with Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it's an amazing open world because everything you see, you can go, and then you're kind of on an island because you see this shadow realm outside of the outside of Hyrule Kingdom. You're like, what the hell's going on out there? Right. But for the most part, everything you see, you can go. Yeah, it, it takes like stuff like you know the um, the towers. Now we've seen like towers. Was in right. like other open world games like Assassin's Creed. Because that's an Creed. Ubisoft thing. Yeah, an Ubisoft, Ubisoft thing. And <laughs> I, I don't see that as a dig against it because I really liked it in Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, and it's just a very useful mechanic. I don't understand the complaint seeing that as a dig because it's look at rabbits. It is rabbits is XCOM. Mm -hmm. Taking what works and using it to your advantage is not a bad thing. Yeah, we see them take the towers. Uh, from Ubisoft and put them in Zelda, and it's a good thing to use. Like, yeah, well, it the, was a smart thing to use in the other games. The main difference between the Zelda towers and the Ubisoft towers are the the fact that once you kind of use the towers in Ubisoft games, they kind of pop up with all these icons on the map, and you're like, okay, discovered this area, come back to it later. But with Breath of the Wild, you go to the top of a tower and you'll see, oh god, what's that? And there won't be any icons or anything on the mini. You just get literally That's the true. the map itself, and you're like, oh what. What's that odd-shaped blare on the map there? I better go check that out. And you make your way over, and lo and behold, it's like a fairy fountain or something. You know what I mean? Like, there's that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Is the UI doesn't just pop up a bunch of stuff. You you have to fill in the UI yourself if you want to. Yeah. But yeah, you see the shrines. You might see a fairy. There's a bunch of things you see. It's like, oh, that looks interesting. And you're like, you mark them on the map, and you go towards them. Yeah. You Whereas, yeah. You mark them on the map. The game doesn't do it itself. Like you actively choose to seek it out, which I think is. Why Breath that, of the Wild has such an edge on most open world games. That's true, because playing Shadow of Mordor, I remember that you you get a tower and it's like, here's a bunch of crap on this map now. It's like, oh, okay, yeah. all right, yeah. things to do. Yeah. And some people would rather they just have the UI tell them things they can do. Like, yeah, that's fine. But yeah, Zelda gives you the freedom to... That's the key word, I think, freedom. And that's what Nintendo does very well, is freedom of the base game. Hmm. Is pretty good, very solid, and not necessarily hard. But if you want to do everything, that's where the hard yeah. comes in. Yeah. Because it's the same thing for Mario games. Mario 64 or Mario Sunshine, Mario, any of the Mario's, Mario Galaxy, any of them. You can just go through and beat them. Yeah. But to collect every star, yeah. to, to I was get gonna all the secrets. You don't have to collect all three stars. You just have to collect enough to get onto the next. Yeah. yeah I got yeah. You just have to get enough to go through. But if you want to get everything, there's so much to it. Kirby does the same thing. Kirby, oh my god. Um, <laughs> you don't go. even get the final <laughs> boss in 64 unless you get every single... If I think it's every single power combination. Oh no. It's every single like star thing in 64 Yeah. to unlock O2. And, or 0-2, whatever the way it's pronounced. And it's this crazy-ass eyeball thing with wings that you have to fight. And you have to do everything to unlock that. You can beat the game. And you beat a big boss and everything, but if you want the true final boss, you got to get everything. Mm. And that's a pretty fun final boss to fight. And it's it's got an epic song to it. It's very fun. And Kirby games are like that, where you can just go through and beat it, or you can get everything, and it will add another dimension to the game, which is always great. And it's always like this little hidden thing in the background, which makes you kind of feel smart when you get it. Mm. And that's what Kirby does. But here's something that you might find interesting with Kirby, and that is Kirby has a very dark universe. Oh, God. If, if you've never... Uh, you can beat the game. Kirby games are not hard to do, 
but there's always the D or EX mode or DX mode. I can't remember what it's called right now, which is the extra mode where the game's harder mm. and you get to learn things about everything in that universe. In Kirby Triple Deluxe, you're you're fighting a zombie queen, if I remember correctly. She's actually dead. You're fighting a dead queen right. who just destroyed her planet. In the newest game, like you play the game and you do all these things, but the darkness of it, and if I'm spoiling Kirby right now, <laughs> holy crap. Um these are just interesting. In the in the newest Kirby in, in Robopop, you're fighting this corporation who's absorbing Popstar. They want it to build their this dream machine, this machine that will allow the CEO to um to make any wish he wants, because he's going to have the power of... He's just going to have ultimate power, so he can make any wish he wants. Uh-huh. And you're just playing it. You beat the guy, you stop him, you stop him from doing that, and then you got to stop a secretary who, like, takes it and she tries to do it too. But in the... When, when you learn more about the game in the extra version, you find out when the CEO... Uh, when, when he got beat, he got... He got evaporated into the ether. He's permanently dead completely. Oh, jeez. And you learn his last thought is of his dead daughter. Like, oh, oh gosh. His, God. He destroyed planets because <laughs> he wanted to make this machine to resurrect his dead daughter. It's wow. Like, Holy crap. Like, that's dark. Jeez. And it's, you're just this little cute guy stopping bad guys, <laughs> and you find out the bad guys are actually kind of complex. Just a, a little pink guy that eats everything. Yeah, just, but you just learn, like, wow, those bad guys were dicks, but they were, like, apparently they were gray dicks. Like... <laughs> They they had reasons why they were the bad people. Yeah. And it's just interesting. And all the Kirby, like a lot of the Kirby games, they have these little hints of darkness in the background. And that's very interesting. Mm. And so it's it's such a kiddie looking thing, but it's if you dig deeper, it's quite adult as well. Yeah. And that's what Nintendo is so good at is reaching different ages through gameplay or through lore or through story in some way. And I can't wait for Odyssey because... There's so much to discover in that game. Yeah. I, I went to Comic-Con. Like, Comic-Con's where I got to play everything. Yeah, you, you've and played it, yeah. I got to play Metro City, and I kept... Basically, Dia de los Muertos City, but the Mexican one. Right, yeah. I got to play those two. And you're on a desert, but apparently Bowser effed things up, and he made the place a, a really cold place, so there's ice everywhere, and everyone's like, what the hell? <laughs> There's, like, there's little jokes everywhere. There's an ice cream vendor going, like, well, no one wants an ice cream when there's a blizzard <laughs> in a desert. Like, yeah, I would, I would assume so. And yeah. the, the 2D wall sections are amazing. Like, they're really fun. They're, they're, they're also tricky, which is good. Mm. Because there's ones where you're on a 2D, 2D wall, but it's a pillar. Right. It's a freaking pillar. So you're going along the uh, wall. And it's kind of, like, round. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, edges, it's round. Yeah. And they're shooting bullet bills at you, so you don't see the bullet bills coming till like the last second. So you better jump, and it's really cool. Yeah, that's, it's very that's awesome. very creative. And there's portions that remind me of platforming from Galaxy. Platform. There's things that remind me of 64. They have a lot of things that just re remind me of other of other times. Yeah, which is great. And there's secrets everywhere, and they're, and they're very intuitive. Like, take over a manhole cover with your hat, and then move the manhole cover. You have to shake the control to move it off. Mm hmm. And then go down the hole, and, well, there's a secret down here, and there's stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I don't, and, uh, I don't know if you saw the recent Nintendo Direct where uh, they kind of did another... Uh, where they showed all the lands? Yeah. And a they, bunch of them? Yeah, where they showed all the uh, the moons, the power moons you can get in, in each level, and there's like 50 or so. 
and they just like scroll down and it keeps going. Like I thought it was going to be like, you know, you collect like three oh moons God. like you do on Galaxy, where there's like three stars in each world. Yeah. But no, there's like 50 or something. That's what has me so excited. It's like the world, Metro City is huge. Yeah. Huge. It's, it's this big, big town. Apparently Pauline's the mayor of it. Mm. And there's like construction going on. You can climb up these different buildings. And there's people in parks doing things like there's musicians you can meet and you're trying to get these musicians together for Pauline so she can have her concert. Yeah. There's people playing jump rope and you can play jump rope. There's a guy doing, he's, he's messing with like a nine volt, uh, little car and you can take him over and drive the car. <laughs> you can get in a moped or a motorcycle and drive around. Of course there's the whole, I didn't get to unlock it, but where Mario was a taxi, I want to <laughs> do that. I didn't get a chance to do it. I couldn't find it. Imagine if, like, uh, someone got so in the much. taxi, and you just possess it, and then, like, drive yeah. off with the passenger. <laughs> drive off a pier oh somewhere. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like, it's a me, it's, it's your Uber. <laughs> and there's so much going on in that game. And the fact they're like, there's, there's a lot of moons, and we're, we've only shown you some of the kingdoms. Like, whoa, there's even more? Because they showed, like, eight kingdoms. Like, yeah. there's more kingdoms? Yeah. I'm and hoping there's going to be... In a lot. I'm hoping there's going to be as many galaxies as there were in super mario galaxy because there was just something new with every level for the most part in that game and it was just it was great apart from that one um galaxy where you were like a bubble or something you had to float around nah screw that level i'm not doing that one <laughs> that was like the worst one do you remember that one like i don't right now is that from uh, one or two uh number one you you kind of put hmm. get put in a uh a bubble in like a swamp like area and you've got to like float around and get all these collectibles i can't re really remember it myself but. i can't it's it's been so long i can't remember right now yeah like, all i remember is it was fun that's all i remember yeah and it was so mind-blowing like you're mario on little planets and everything your platform between planets you gotta mess with gravity and yeah that gravity mechanic was crazy like how you yeah, could like jump it, from one yeah yeah and then you got the hat mechanic here and such a simple mechanic but it has it opens up so much possibility because it takes over for one but also just having a platform you can jump on gives you yeah. so many possibilities as well to get around. Yeah. And this is the strength of Nintendo is they don't have a lot of games, but they're, they're first party games. There's only, there's like one every couple months and they're good enough that you can play that one before you get to the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could spend a long time on Breath of the Wild. And if you're into multiplayer, you could spend a long time on Splatoon. You can, you're going to spend a long time on Mario Odyssey. Mm -hmm. and rabbits i'm excited for i'm because that's gonna be my first buy is rabbits right because it's it's XCOM, it's mario it's rabbits i've actually been a fan of rabbits since they first showed up oh man because they're basically minions <laughs> but not yeah. yeah yeah and they're these little silly guys like i played the rayman party games with the rabbits i remember that and, mm -hmm. and they're like they're bad and good at the same time like it's weird like they're almost mediocre, but the rabbits push it over a little bit. The rabbit games. Yeah. And they're just silly. They're they're dumb and silly. And I got to play that at Comic-Con as well. I got to play half an hour of rabbits. And without any dialogue, the amount of character you get from Rabbit Peach is amazing. Yeah, she's like, taking you that. Know what she's about. Stuff, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what she's about right from the start. And it's just amazing. And she's just such a funny character. And I can't wait to actually play the game in full. And just, they take XCOM, they take it a couple different levels in their own way, and it's very fun and interesting. Like the explodable blocks and the fire mechanic. 
And in this case, your your characters do have abilities. And the, the jumping, jumping off someone to go further mechanic. It's so many interesting mechanics I've seen. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to play that. And the coolest thing is, because it's a Mario Rabbit game, we're going to have kids interested in strategy. Yeah. Like, that's that's something that I think is really huge, too, is it's it's simple enough for kids to play, and that's pretty awesome. It's got the charm to draw the kids in as well. So, yeah. yeah. That's what I like. It, 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 that game's gone from everyone being like, why, to being like, <laughs> wow. Do you know what I mean? Like, when everyone that's first saw it and it, got, and it got leaked, everyone was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Where? What? And now it's released, everyone's like, I kind of want this. I don't want to want this, but I kind of do. And it's, yeah. At the end of the day, the key is to make a good game. Yeah. If you make a good game, it it just it just shuts everyone up. That's what it does, mm-hmm. and that's what rabbits did. Like I did not. I'm like, why rabbits? This is freaking weird. Whatever. And then I saw it was XCOM. I'm like, okay, now I'm in. Yeah. Now I'm interested. Yeah. I don't. It, it wouldn't have been taken as well if it was just a bog standard platformer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um. Because I like rabbits. I like Mario, but. The combination, like, I don't, it'll be funny, I guess, but at the same time, not interested. But then I saw the gameplay, like, okay, now I'm interested. Uh, but yeah, Rabbids will be first by, and then Odyssey will happen. I'm on the fence for uh, Fire Emblem Warriors. I'm on the fence for that, despite the fact I'm such a Dinosaur Warriors fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I don't know after that, I think uh, I'm going to take a look at Octopath Traveler. I don't know when that comes out. Yeah, the, the demo's out at the minute. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the demo's out. And so when I get a switch, I can check it out. Yeah, uh, there's, there's, there's things coming. There's also just also nothing. But then there's also all the third parties coming out. Yeah, a lot of indie games. And a hell of yeah, a lot of indie games. That's very good. Indie games. Yeah. Uh, I because I know like a Steam World Dig's almost out. Steam World Dig Two comes out on the twenty first or the twentieth on Switch first, and then everywhere else. Right, and that's a big one because that, SteamWorld is such deal. a fun franchise to me. Yeah, um, I think they exploded on uh, the 3DS, and that's so. Since they did so well on 3DS first, then they went everywhere else. And it's nice to see Nintendo porting indies and being something that indies really want to be a part of. Their internet, their 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 net play, they need to work on though. For God's sakes, <laughs> God, yeah, the online, oh, yeah, God. um. I haven't really delved into that, but from what I can see, from an outside perspective here, it, it, it looks it looks mm-hmm. a bit a bit shoddy. The whole using your mobile phone for like a uh, uh, voice chat. A little too obtuse. I mean like why do you just call the person if we have to use <laughs> our phones? Why do we have to use our precious internet data on you know downloading some app and then speaking I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's weird. interesting. It's very odd. People are like, just use Discord. Thank you for showing your privilege. Hmm. Thank you. <laughs> not everyone has a computer. Like, yeah, especially if you take. Why not everyone's a PC player? Take it. I guess this is why they've put it on like the phone is because you'll you, you'll be on the go when you're using the Switch in in some cases. Yeah, if you're into that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, I get the idea. It's just still bad. <laughs> I mean, like they could have easily put in a function where like you plug in one of those little, you know, the the earplugs, which come with like microphones on the cords, um, and just plug that into the earphone slot. But I don't know. Yeah. That could it's, have been the uh, easier option. But um, I, think, I don't know. Like I feel like I get why they did phones because phones are something that everyone's 
more more people are having access to smartphones. So I get it. Yeah. I get why they did what they did, but there's still better ways, probably. I don't know. Yeah. I definitely. I something don't know. that's I don't know. I just I think that's part of the problem is just what are the alternatives at the same time? Because this is the thing is when I think about it now is the Switch is its own thing. Like it's a portable console. Yeah. And you can't it's not as easy because it's a portable console compared to a PS4 or an Xbox One X One X. <laughs> right. Uh just just the next Xbox should just be the the Xbox XOXOXO. Just the Xbox <laughs> Kiss. The Xbox kit. Well, the, the, the iPhone's doing that as well, aren't they? With the uh, $1,000 iPhone X or whatever it is. <laughs> oh, let's, let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. But, oh, my God. Um, yeah. I, oof. That is an expensive phone. Indeed it um, is. It, is the phone jack back? Or, I mean, is the, is the, uh, the I, headphone jack back? Or do they still... I don't think it out? is, actually. I don't think it is. Let me, oh let me check this out. iPhone X. Uh, oh my god. Headphone jack. Um, god, let's have a look. I don't think it does. No. Jesus Christ. I just, come on. And, I don't know. Like, there's... The thing I try not to do is hate on something I don't really understand. Because mm -hmm. I don't know enough about Apple stuff. All yep. I know is I want a, a headphone jack, so obviously not doing iPhone. <laughs> but I'm like, there's people like, oh, it sucks because this sucks is it, and whatever. Like, I don't know enough, so I don't really. All I know is that's a really expensive phone. Doesn't yeah. have a jack. I'll just use my Android. Well, Good. I think the newest Mac uh, didn't have any USB ports on it. You had to get like a, a dongle that transferred it from. I think it, what they call Lightning ports on Apple phones and devices and stuff. From uh, lightning to USB, essentially. So you had to get Ooh. an ex external USB port for essentially a laptop. It's just, it, it's, it's yeah, they're becoming less Apple and less accessible. To, is Apple trying to just monopolize a market for itself? Like, it's like essentially, the only way, only way to use Apple is to use Apple things, and you can't be cross compatible. And it's like with uh, you, I don't, I don't want to do that at all because yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd like accessibility. Like, I I guess Apple's always had the advantage of exclusivity. Like, it's people like to be exclusive. There are people who like that, right? Which bringing it back to games, I hate that about Twitch. <laughs> I absolutely hate that about Twitch. We've if you ever go to TwitchCon, <laughs> if you yeah, if you ever go to TwitchCon, don't go to TwitchCon. I just I freaking hate it. it as a streamer. Um, so I was at TwitchCon 2016, mm -hmm. and my buddies are there, like, Mez is there, a couple other people are there, like, Mesmerize is a buddy that people who follow the channel, they know who he is. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's a partnered streamer. Right. He's got, like, a hundred-something subs and all that stuff, and, and everything. So you've got three groups here. you got three groups at Twitch. You have the fans, you've got... Partnered streamers, and then you got like staff or something. These are the three groups, like executives and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, if you're a partnered streamer, you were treated special everywhere. They have mm. special areas only for partnered streamers. Yeah. So, what the fuck? Um, they were feeding egos of streamers very hard here, 
Mm. And it's very weird because Twitch is about community. It's about yeah. everyone being together. Yeah. Except here. Except where we f- celebrate that. You're going to be separated. You're not going <laughs> to be together. We have the they best have... user interaction, best, you know, the best platform for user interaction. But if you ever think about interacting with us in public, no, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you can like, get back. Everything there was, here's the everyone line, here's the, here's the partner line. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, I get what you're doing, and it's wrong in every way I feel. Yeah, you can understand it for like, another Twitch for like press, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. you know, for press. And yeah, they're I, kind of press, exactly. But Yeah, I, I went to um, the the big video game conference here in the UK, uh, Eurogamer. The next one's coming up, okay. you know, EGX. Um, that's coming up over the next couple of days. But I went to one a couple of years ago, and I managed to get in for, for press for that. And we had like our own little like queue. We had our own little chill out section and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We got to play. We got to skip a huge queue for Just Cause 3, I think it was. Nice. And they gave us like a little like talk about the game. Like, this is who you are. This is what you're doing. Now go and play it for like half an hour. It was just, you, you get a lot of advantages like in that regard. Um, as press or, you know, streamers and stuff like that. But I, I guess in the regard of being press, it's kind of important for the developers to get them in there first. You know, treat them as nicely as possible so they get a good rap, like, uh, yeah. after the conference. But, yeah, I can see where you're coming from with the uh, whole segregation thing between the streamers and the... That's the word. And the audience. Uh, we should wrap this up now. Yeah, cool. Pretty interesting talk. So, last bit is going to be um, advice you would give for anyone wanting to get into uh, YouTube. Talk about God and Ramsey more often. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, um, I'm going to say um, find a kind of support network early because we're, we're all in a big Discord together. I think since then it's, it's done a lot for me like looking at my own content and kind of like, um, you know, bouncing ideas off others. Um, just, just like being in the presence of other content creators does a lot for inspiration and stuff like that. So if you can find like a tight-knit group of, pe- uh, group of people that you can kind of bounce ideas off, talk with, like we've just done for I don't know how long. You know, it does a lot for not only peace of mind, but also for your content. So make friends, talk to people, don't be shy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's the advice I'd give. But also make good videos, of course. You know, yes. don't, make, don't, don't make terrible videos. <laughs> there we go. Pretty good advice, pretty good advice. Um, that was meant to come yeah, off so- a lot more sincere than it did. <laughs> Oh, sure. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. So, all right. That's it for the podcast, everyone. Uh, where can everyone find you? Uh, so that hmm. is uh, Official Checkpoint on YouTube, uh, Real Checkpoint on... No, wait, no. It's Official Checkpoint on Twitch as well, uh, and at Real Checkpoint on Twitter, because my branding is all over the place. Enjoy. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because you chose Checkpoint as your name. <laughs> Yeah, and like three other people used it at the minute, which is brilliant. But yeah. too late now to change it. So that's me. There you go. Well, yeah, yeah, you just change it to I'm Steve, I'm I'm check and I'm point, and you're good. <laughs> oh no, but there you go. I'm both check and point. <laughs> just take off the mask. I am both. <laughs> just me with a filter. That's all that that's all check was. <laughs> check was just me with a filter, guys. How did you not tell? How could you not? YouTube drama. Oh my god. Oh god, YouTube. Oh god.
Oh, that's why tabloids are successful. Why Piers Morgan is successful because people love tabloids. <laughs> oh my god, people love drama. It doesn't matter if it's real or fake. People love drama. Ugh. Yeah, maybe we should make our own like fake drama scarf, and then we'll both oh blow up, and it'll be amazing. Oh god, I know. Wait, let's say something outrageous right at the end of the podcast to get people talking about us. I think Excuse scarf me, smells. Sis. Scarf smells really bad. Oh god! If you <laughs> saw what I'm wearing, you'd, you would get that. You would understand. <laughs> well, I, I rushed here from the gym, so yes, I do. Uh, um. So there was some truth but, uh, to that then. I have some dignity, sir. I'm not going to <laughs> going to uh, proceed in such rabble rousing. No. Hey, but the current state of YouTube, you got to take what you can get. Oh god, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I just. We could go on. We can go on longer on that. But for now, <laughs> that is the podcast before we just go another hour. Um, I, had fun. I had fun talking. Yeah, it was great. You had fun. So you oh, had fun talking. Time. I had fun talking. Everyone has fun talking and maybe listening as well. Um, thanks for coming by, everyone, to basically a podcast. As always, give feedback if you got it. Um, yeah. Yeah. It has been me, Lost Scarf, and this has been uh, Stephen Checkpoint. Yep. Thanks for having me. See you me. next time, everybody. See you later. Bye.